0: You're listening to Illuminate Your Practice, a podcast designed for docs craving both personal and professional growth. I'm your host, Dr. Christy Wick. I'm a practicing chiropractor, CEO, and multi-passionate entrepreneur with three extraordinary businesses. I've worked with hundreds of DCs to grow their practices with patients they love and profits that continue to grow. I personally spent many years traveling down dead ends, riddled with sleepless nights and underwhelming cash flow, only to pick myself up face the fear, and figure out my road to seven-figure practice success. It's the road I want to help you find now instead of later. It's my mission to facilitate the healing necessary to illuminate your path to success so you can own it and thrive. Let's jump in and see what today's episode has in store for you now. Hello, everybody. It is the last episode of season two of Illuminate Your Practice, and I am excited to talk to you today about you receiving the support that you deserve and choosing a path that allows you to really poke holes in the stories that you're telling yourself about support and how to just move past those stories. So... I have nothing else to kick off the episode with aside from just, yeah, we're taking a break. So just a reminder, we're taking a break for the summer. Season three will be back in September of 2022. In the meantime, you can always find us in the Facebook group, uh, Illuminated Kairos, and of course on Instagram, Illuminated Kairos, or you can always send me a DM at Dr. Christie. All right, everybody. So when I was contemplating what I wanted to talk to you about for this final episode of the season, this is a recurring theme that has come up in some recent interactions and things going on in my life and things that I'm observing in other women's lives around me. And really, it just boils down to this quote that I think so beautifully depicts what we experience as women. And I believe I have this written down in one of my 27 notebooks. I know all of you have 27 notebooks too. So unfortunately I didn't write down the source, but I think it is from Patriarchy Stress Disorder, um, which is a phenomenal book. Definitely take a peek. But the quote is, as a woman, you are here to be of service Not to be served, and that essentially is the description of how women have been cast. You know how our roles has have been cast in society over the last, you know, however many years. And energetically, we have to remember that that type of thought process lives in our bodies, whether we logically. Believe it or even understand it is irrelevant because, as you all know, epigenetically, it's in there. It is in your cellular makeup that as a woman, you are here to be of service, not to be served. I hope you can take a moment just as I'm saying that to really just think about how your body feels. So like I can tell when I say those words, like my chest gets tight, my breathing changes a little bit and I just feel I just feel bad. And the crazy part about it is I know that logically none of you believe that. But I would venture to guess that in every single one of your lives that thought process is showing up and preventing you from moving forward in some way. And so what I wanted to start with before I'm actually going to be giving you like some some journaling prompts and basically like a homework assignment that will allow you to figure out how it is showing up in your life. Because this story about being able to do everything on our own and that you need to be constantly thinking of everyone else's needs and so therefore you would just pile those on top of your own needs because it's you know if we're being a quote unquote good woman then we are able to do it all we're able to take care of ourselves and everybody else and like any other random stranger that might like walk in the room it's it's literally wild if you think about how each and every one of us i think has kind of this service sense that turns on in so many different avenues and i've seen this play out like i said even with strangers with you know women that feel it's so necessary for them to cater to every single person around them um and at times at the expense of themselves and It's because, in my opinion, this service thought process is on repeat under the surface in your body. And in in some cases, I've seen this in clients before, this is on repeat in your brains. Like You logically think being a good person means caring for everyone else at the expense of yourself. And that shows up oftentimes with having very little support in your life. This is a very common subluxation that I see when coaching clients come to us. You know, they maybe they're a one-woman show, so they're they're trying to run a practice all by themselves, they're trying to run their life all by themselves. They're just spinning around in circles because they have zero support. Or maybe as you have scaled your practice, you have been super resistant to add any team members because you're concerned about the finances or you're concerned about changing the team dynamic or you're concerned that you're you don't know how to train them i mean so i i wrote out this whole list of how i have seen this belief that is stuck in your body that basically we're here to serve others and not to be served i wrote out a whole list of how i've seen this show up in other women because my goal for you on this episode is By the end, I hope you're willing to take these prompts I'm going to give you and do some genuine reflecting about if you need more support in your life and what you can do to make that happen. Because especially as we are going into the summer, it's really a great time for renewal and thinking about what you have in store for you in these next few years, as far as being able to move towards what you think is most important with the support that you deserve. So how have I seen this show up? So, you know, the easiest example is me. (laughs) It's me. I think I'm a million times better at this than I've ever been before. I get better and better every year. But like me doing all the things and just, you know, defaulting to, well, I'll just do it it's it's easier for me to just do it myself than to you know train someone else to do it and that has led to a really like an epidemic in my life of people constantly saying like how do you do it all and and this this isn't to say like obviously i have amazing team members in every business that's awesome but i still find myself in sometimes the silliest you know things just like well i'm just going to do it myself And that's a perfect example of, you know, just, well, I'm just going to be of service to others instead of, you know, worrying about delegation. So if you are that person that just defaults to, I'll do it myself, this might be something you want to look at. Um, I've seen this in team members being reactive when, you know, you are exploring strengths and maybe you're trying to shift some duties amongst different team members. Oftentimes, women that really haven't done the work to understand this about themselves, they'll be reactive. Sometimes they'll just be grumpy, they might be sad, they might take offense. they you know, they will hold on for dear life to what they have that was their duty. This is a really common symptom that they have not figured out. it's okay. It's okay to delegate. It's okay to redirect responsibilities. In fact, it's not only best for them, it's best for all. So that's another one. Women making their lack of help about finances. (sighs) So common, right? I would venture to say that probably 90% of the time when someone tells me they just can't afford something when it comes to help. It 100% has to do with their mindset about that help. So, like, let's say you have a really important marketing project that you're actually really excited about and you've wanted to get it done for like six months, but you, on your admin day, you have your kids and So you just never have been able to get it done for 6 months. It just continues to stay on your to-do list. Even though maybe it would only take like 2 hours a week for you to get that moving forward over a few weeks' time. And you could hire a babysitter for $15 an hour to come to your house 2 hours a week so you could actually knock out some progress on that. I would guess that most of you could afford $30 a week to move forward on a project. So like, that's just a very, obviously my, you know, it's a, it's a tiny little example, but it's, it's a perfect example because this is the type of thinking that keeps you in that fight or flight response of like, I need to be of service to everyone else. Or, I mean, obviously we could go down the rabbit hole of like, I don't want to give up that two hours with my kids, et cetera, et cetera. When like, maybe it would take like two weeks of, so four hours, and then you'd actually be moving things forward. You would feel less stressed because you wouldn't be constantly looking at it on your to-do list. So therefore you'd be able to show up better for them when you do have time with them, because you're not constantly worried about that. So just another example of being stuck in just this impossible mindset about being willing to receive support. Another example, um, hiring someone to help you, but then not taking the time to train them properly, not making your expectations clear, and then ultimately just sabotaging that relationship because you haven't dealt with your inability to accept help. Ouchie. (sighs) Um, I wouldn't be able to write that down if I hadn't done it in the past myself. So... It happens it's a real phenomenon, and I think just that alone would be a great thing if you if you just felt cringy um, do some journaling about some of your those former experiences with staff that you feel like were problematic uh, but maybe ultimately there was something going on that you could have addressed with your ability to accept and receive help. Let's say you find yourself now in a leadership role, whether it be you own a practice or you know you are a primary doctor in a practice, whatever it may be, or even like I see this show up um actually even in like nonprofit committee work or like you're on a board or you're like the president of the mops group or whatever like this shows up, so you're in a leadership role um and you're finally responsible for directing some kind of You know, system in some capacity. And you consistently are saying that you're too busy to, you know, A, to help the other people that are, you know, working as well. That goes back to the point I just made, but also just to like notice the other people around you that are supposed to be working. So you kind of get lost in your own workflow this goes back to kind of that superwoman mindset of like, well, I'll just do it myself. But you end up having zero knowledge or awareness of what people are actually doing around you. Um, and you default to just, well, I don't have time to worry about what they're doing. Cause I'm so busy with what I'm doing. <laughs> so again, from a service mindset, um, that's a it's really hard to overcome this one because you are so, in my opinion, this type of situation happens when you're so caught up in that like toxic productivity. You know, the more I serve, the more I produce, the more I'm worth. It's, you know, my inherent value is tied to how much work I do, how productive I am. But again, if you think about how intimately tied that is to this support conversation, if you're doing it all, that's such a, um, really it's a coping mechanism to not allow yourself to get to a point where you're delegating effectively, because when you do that, when you do delegate, your worth goes down. So you can't accept help You aren't willing to train people. You aren't willing to just be conscious of what people are actually doing because you are unwilling to get to a point where you're dealing with that self-worth tied to productivity. (laughs) So many, so many challenges in there. And again, I wouldn't be able to talk about this stuff if I hadn't been there myself. And I totally get that. But I want you to ask yourself, if you're in a position of leadership and you feel like you just don't know what's going on with the people around you, whether it be team members or fellow committee members or whatever it is, why? Why are you not making the time? I mean, honestly, sometimes it's as simple as like a two-minute observational period or a five-minute conversation. And we all have two minutes or five minutes. So... If you are refusing to pick your head up out of the sand and look around and figure out what everyone else is doing, my guess is that there's definitely some issues with your worth being tied to productivity and your ability to identify the fact that you need help and allow yourself to receive that help. Um, The next one is the hardest, in my opinion, and it's making jokes or putting down women around you who are making getting help a priority. This is something that I experience um quite a bit, actually. Um, and people think that they're funny, and it is not funny <laughs> at all. Um, but like, you know, making a, a comment about, oh, well, it must be nice that um, you know, you can afford to have a chef cook your family two dinners a week. Um, but like <laughs> this is, I'm going to definitely get on my soapbox for what we pay for that. This is just a perfect personal example, right? Um, for what we pay for that, I genuinely think like anyone could look at the landscape of their life and they could reprioritize some things and they could choose to invest in that too. So it's just all about where you're putting your resources and, Honestly, how much you value your time and allowing yourself to remember that if you're willing to accept support and help in certain areas that are time consuming, maybe even super draining for you, it frees you up to go and not only find more joy, which is the name of the game, in my opinion, like number one but also create more financial resources to not only be able to help yourself and your family, but now you're also helping someone else and their business and their family. If you close your eyes, can you see your dream practice in front of you? Really visualize it. Let this be the moment in the episode where you take a deep breath and let any stress you felt before you hit play roll off your shoulders so you can be 100% present. So much of building your dream practice revolves around mindset. But when so much is unknown, it can be hard to see the steps between you and your vision. How do you get there? Do you ever wish someone who walked the path to success a few steps ahead of you could give you a recipe for how they stayed in the right mindset to keep moving forward? what to avoid, what to embrace. These steps will likely surprise you, but they are the first things that need to happen before you can start running towards your vision. So check out the show notes or go to theilluminatedsquad.com forward slash the number three steps to learn the top three actions every DC should take now. That's Squad.com forward slash three steps. So some of this actually came up in on a recent group call that we did inside The Illuminated Squad. We had a guest expert come on and she was talking about money mindset. And uh, one of our members was talking about how she needed her car detailed. She had actually gone home for the weekend and she was looking around for um, a place that could detail her car and she got some kind of shaming basically from her mom about you know paying someone to detail her car when like she could v- like very easily clean out her car herself. And I just love this example because it is such a classic example of someone so being like my client so the squad member she has done enough personal development work to know That, like, investing in someone to come and spend however long it takes, two or three hours to clean her car, that as an entrepreneur, she could use those two or three hours in a different way, maybe even to rest. Like, by the way, little newsflash um, if you're paying someone else to take something off your plate, and that frees you up in time. That doesn't... That does not mean you need to go be more productive to make more money. I know I just said that you could. But I just want to make sure we are addressing the fact that that's rampant in you know business mindset that, oh, well, you're just going to go make more money because you're taking the little things off your plate. But what if you just need to go rest so that you can perform at your best for your normal weekly duties? Um And I have to imagine this was maybe one of those cases because it was a weekend. And so just an example of you have to be willing to have really just thick enough skin to move past these jokes, move past the shame, because if other women haven't dealt with this, and of course, it's not just women, right? If other people haven't dealt with this in their own life, making support a priority, um, you know whether that means paying for that support or in a situation where you wouldn't have to pay for that, that doesn't have to impact your life. You don't have to allow those comments, that thought process to impact how you proceed with allowing yourself to receive the help that you deserve. The more that you let their security blanket thought process, uh, get to you, the harder it is going to be for you to move past this. So just keep your radar up for those jokes and like that shaming. And Hey, like we've all been in a position where we've done something that we don't really love. So if you're the person that maybe sometimes makes those jokes, um, just really reassess why that's happening. And Invite yourself into this exploratory process to figure out where that is coming from. Because if someone close to you, or maybe not even close to you, if you're just, you know, making comments about some random, you know, it could be like a public figure or an acquaintance or whatever. Um, but if you're making jokes about them prioritizing help and support Um, there's probably something there that needs to be uncovered in your own mindset and your own life that is going to help you move forward with more peace and ease. And like I said, name of the game, joy. Okay. And then the last example I have for you, if this is showing up, um, as far as, you know, you being stuck in the mindset that you are here to be of service instead of to be served, you might be telling yourself a story that you are just not designed to need a lot of help, so you can do it all, and you never have to scale your life to a place where you need more help. Like I just love, you know, my tiny practice, and you know, not needing to have any help in practice and having things automated. Um, you know, again, that could be very true, and you could have done tons of work to know like that's your vision, that's what you love, and that's awesome. Or you could be in the boat where um, you just haven't really looked deep enough to know that bringing people into your space, paying them, accepting support from a team perspective is something that you are just um, not ready energetically to do. And so therefore, you kind of default to talking about that you just have no desire to scale. And... I can hear you asking in my head like how do I know if it's one or the other. Um I think the answer is really the old, the answer has to be found within you. I don't know. Um I don't have like a magic answer to tell you like if xyz is happening then it's probably a story or if it's not happening then you probably genuinely just want to stay where you are. Um I don't have an answer for that but I would just invite you to to think about it, and ask yourself if you feel like it's um, if it's if it brings you genuine joy and fulfillment, like you feel like you know if everything would stay exactly out how it is when it comes to your support system. Ten years from now, uh, would you would you feel still great? Would you still feel um, happy and? fulfilled from a passion perspective? Or do you feel like if things would stay exactly the same 10 years from now and you had no change in your support system, would you feel drained? Um, Would you feel like you wish other things would have evolved or changed over that past 10 years? I think that's a really easy way for you to figure out exactly where you're at. Um, Because essentially, this is one of my favorite Kate Northrop Quotes. But if you are having the superwoman syndrome where you're just like, you know, I'm not designed to need a lot of help. I can do it all and I don't need anyone to help me. Um, I really want you to think about if you are trying to numb yourself. So Kate Northrup talks about rushing and toxic productivity is a great way to stay numb. And that's I can see that playing out in my life in different areas at different times. Um, I definitely go back and listen to my sabbatical episode. So that's a great example of that. Um, we all, in my opinion, we all have a varied level of fight or flight on on repeat in our bodies. You all are well aware of that. And so numbing and just lulling ourselves into this state of Just nothingness um, is something that we all have, you know, times throughout our week that that's happening. Some of us weigh more, some of us weigh less. But filling your to do list and, you know, being unwilling to take things off your plate because that makes you feel useless or uneasy. And essentially, it just makes it. puts a huge red flag on the fact that you are tying your worth to your productivity. And ultimately, you're unwilling to accept support because you don't want to deal with those feelings that it brings up. All of that is really the true pandemic um, in our society. And again, when we think of our history and we think of you know, the society that we live in as women, this is something that we face more because we do have that underlying societal belief that we are there to be of service. And so many chiropractors get forced into entrepreneurship. So we have to figure out a way to support you because many of you didn't get into this because you wanted to be in business. So you had no... You've, you've had zero formal training on you know hiring people, scaling a team, uh, true business leadership. You, None of us have gone to business school. And so it's really important for you to do this work so that you can get to a point where you can quickly identify where help is needed. And you can be willing to look for that support. So seek out the right person, make sure that the transition with that person is smooth and effective so that you are honoring their field as well. You're not sabotaging. Um, and then, you know, really, uh, continuing to scale that thought process of that support system so that you can get to a point where you can feel more free and more at ease. Um, You know, this is another, I I feel like sometimes I just quote Kate so much, but I love the way that she has helped me um, put into words some of the things that I have conquered over the years. And, you know, one of the things she said um, in the past few months is like the emptier your plate, the greater your impact. The emptier your plate, the greater your impact. But the vast majority of women, when you take things off their plate, they go into this analysis mode where, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, if there's any open space that has to be filled in, the to-do list has to get longer or something that maybe has been sitting on the to-do list for a year, that the reason why it's been sitting on that to-do list for years is because it's ultimately really not that important. Now you're just going to stress yourself out about that project. You're going to choose to do it. You're going to bang your head against the wall, and it's going to bring zero joy and zero progress because all of a sudden, you hired someone to get some other things off your plate. You have some open space and time. So you're just going to force yourself to be productive, quote unquote, and get this thing done. When really, if you would just get quiet and allow yourself to live in that space where all of a sudden you have a little bit of time to think, um, you would know that this thing actually should just fall off your to-do list and not get done. How's that for an example? Um, So honestly, when you can get to a point where you're giving yourself some, some space, you will be a better version of yourself... And you're going to be a better person in relationships. So you're going to be a better mom, better partner, better sister, better boss, you know, better fellow team member, um, whatever it may be. You're just going to be better when your plate is emptier. The best example I have for you of that is like when I have some negative space in my calendar, it is a million times easier for me to have the conversations that are required of me each week. So at this point in my life and my business, every single week, there's hard conversations that have to happen. Um, you know, when leading 17 people in multiple different businesses, a week doesn't go by, um, where either professionally or of course, personally, um, I need to just have a conversation about where things are at with that person, or you know, just sometimes in a in a full um, information gathering mode, like actually being able to be supportive to the people that mean the most to me in my life. And the more that I death grip the the productivity and the busy and the hustle and the to do list, the more that I keep myself connected to that with my worth. The harder it is to show up as the best version of myself and have the emotional capacity to have those conversations. And I know, you know what I mean, because this looks like a solo doc with one CA in their office. The CA hasn't been performing well for six months and you haven't, been, you haven't made the time to have the conversation about their performance because you just don't have the emotional capacity. So you just keep limping along with someone that is energetically draining you. You're frustrated and annoyed every day. You come in, you think about the money that is coming out of your pocket and going into their pocket, um, but you still don't have the conversation because you're so drained. This is the answer to all of that you have to figure out a way to get things off your plate in a more really just a, a a planned out fashion. Um, because honestly you probably hired that person in the wrong frame of mind to begin with. And that's why it's not working out. Or maybe even some of the self-sabotage stuff, um, is happening or Hey, let's be real for a minute. Like you just made a mistake and just wrong hire. Um, and they aren't right for the position, that's okay too. Like totally straightforward. But if you don't have the emotional capacity to have that conversation, we have to fix that. So again, so many examples of this being a symptom. So what do you do now? How do you figure out if you are willing to receive support? How do you feel like figure out the next step of what support you need? How to get things off your plate? Um, So I have a couple prompts and we'll put these in the show notes as well. But this is just a great exercise for you to, you know, take a notebook or your planner or your journal, whatever. Um, you know, do this on a morning where you're not rushing off to do something else, or you know, on a weekend or whatever it is that you actually have some time to feel into your answers, and just write out what comes to mind, and use this as your springboard to figure out your next steps. So, number one, where in my life do I feel the most drained? and joyless. Where in my life do I feel the most drained and joyless? Then I want you to answer the same question, but for your professional life. So where in my business or my professional life do I feel the most drained and joyless? So that's number two. Okay. Number three, when imagining my life without this draining energy field, the following stories are what I've told myself about why that is not possible. So when imagining my life without this draining energy field, the following stories are what I have told myself about why that is not possible. So moving away from this, whatever it is, that's making you feel drained and joyless. This is, this is why that's impossible for you. So I want you to write out a list or your thoughts, whatever it is. Number four this is what I would tell a friend that was telling herself the same story. Okay. So perfect example is the financial one. So what would you tell a friend that was, you know, let's say the most draining thing for her is, um, billing it's just a tangible example, right? So she still is doing her insurance billing for the practice and, you know, Maybe she does barely any insurance. It only takes her like a couple hours a week to, to send out billing and post payments, and because it only takes her a couple hours a week, she's like, "Oh, well, it's you know silly to try to find someone for that. I can't, you know, I don't need to spend that money because it's something easy for me to just do in a couple hours. Whatever it is, okay, whatever her story is. If what would you tell a friend in that same situation, and then. Number look, I can't even want to. <laughs> number five. Um, what emotions or results will you experience when you conquer the story and invest in help? So, what emotions or results will you experience when you conquer the story and invest in help? So. Tons of points to this exercise, but I truly hope that as you are doing it, when you're writing out what you personally would tell a close friend, if they were in the same situation, I hope you can remember that you have all the answers. You know what to do. Oftentimes it just is much harder to get from your brain into action because it's impossible (laughs) for you to see yourself as you see others. So it's way easier to give someone else in your life the advice than you taking the advice you would give them. So write out your answers, figure out your next steps of support. We deserve to have that level of calm in your life. I want you to feel like you have the capacity to delegate things. You have the option to remove some of these energy energy draining pieces so that you can experience more joy and ease and you can have that negative space I was talking about so that you can show up as the best version of yourself. You have to be willing to explore all of that in order to get to the other side. Um, and grow. That's just the ultimate answer. So thank you so, so much for joining me today, for joining me for season two. Um, I'm excited to continue our 2% especially um, feature in season three. So if you know of an awesome seven-figure chiropractor, um, she must be like CEO, founder, solo, Solo um definitely bring bring me those names. Make those connections for me so that I can interview them and we can share their brilliance on the podcast. Um, I'm excited to join you again in September. But in the meantime, enjoy your summer. You know, enjoy your presence. You know, ce like just be present with your people. Be present with yourself. Give yourself the gift of some rest if you need it. Give yourself the gift of some progress if you need it. Um, Make sure that you're reaching out for support and community where you feel you are best served. Um, And I will see you on the other side of the summer in September. Bye, everybody.